0: Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 37 of the Boomer Bebo podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. The man to my right with the long face is Kevin Miller suffering the indignation of a loss to texas christian university at home scoring no offensive touchdowns looking like uh i don't even know i'll let him describe it i on the other hand am reeling in what is an unexplainable loss to a terrible team on the road yesterday by the oklahoma sooners to west virginia it was a saturday mired in frustration in uh, anger, and yet there is no light at the end of the tunnel for either of these two teams. Texas and Oklahoma seasons are effectively over. I wish we could just stop playing football today and make it to spring. I'm sure Texas fan has visions of Arch Manning, while Oklahoma fans have visions of Jackson Arnold. And if we could just make this all go away and get to spring, I think we would. Am I wrong, Kevin? Would you take a fast forward to spring football right now?
1: Man, why not? Yes. What the hell are we doing? What are we doing?
0: You know, what the hell are we doing is the absolute question. And we will break down both of these games from the the questionable offensive game plan of one Steve Sarkisian to the inexplicable loss of a game to West Virginia where you basically win in every statistical category except the scoreboard. So, but first, let's break down the top 25. It wasn't a great slate of games, but the games that ended up being played were pretty, pretty good and some interesting outcomes. Quickly, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Tennessee, easy. They roll. All four of them roll. No issues with any of them. Washington beats Oregon on the road 37 34. Kevin, what the heck happened to the Oregon Ducks?
1: Man, I don't know. It was a good game. It was a back-and-forth game. What you expect, right? You got two ranked teams, Oregon plan. Here's the thing, though. It's coming down to the end of the game, right? Washington, the game is tied. It's 34-34. Oregon has the football. Oregon has the football. Oregon has the football, but they're in their own territory. Fourth down. All right? There's a minute and 26 seconds left. Fourth down, they're at their own 34-yard line. Okay. They, for some reason, line up to go for it. Fourth and what? Oregon lines up to go for it. Fourth and what? On fourth down. On Fourth, fourth and, and what? One. How many? Fourth and Four. one. one. Okay. Fourth and one. Remember, but they're at their own 34-yard line.
0: I wonder what the, the analytics...
1: What does the analytics sheet say? That
0: is the buzzword you know, of 2022. Does the analytics yeah. sheet say go for it"? Okay, so go ahead. What's he,
1: What's the landing end up doing? They go for it. They line oh. up, they hand it off, and get stuffed. Loss of one. Did they Washington did they, gets the ball. Did they think they were playing against Oklahoma or something? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they got stuffed. Oh, Washington gets the ball. They run 35 seconds off the clock and kick the game winning field goal. There you go.
0: It's um, – I don't know what these co- – and we're going to talk about some of the decisions that coaches made, especially in our two games – And we're going to talk about another game here in just a second. The decisions coaches made, Um, you know, people like to say things like this is on the players. It's not on the coaches. This is on whatever. That is a coaching decision. that is just, it's inexcusable. You You're at home. You play for over. What were you going to hope to gain? Because even if you pick up the first down, you're still a minute away. You know, you still have a minute with the running clock to go. Like it's, there's no way the analytics said go for it there. So I can't imagine somebody's no. laminated sheet said go. Like, I can't imagine that. In
1: um your own 33-yard line.
0: And to, and to what end? And to what – it just – it doesn't make any sense to me. You deserve a loss, Oregon. Congratulations, Dan Lanning. And now what, out of the, you, the Yes, absolutely. They're out of the playoff. And they've just – Thrusted USC because of UCLA's stupid loss to Arizona. They thrusted USC into first place in the Pac 12 with a very legitimate shot at the playoff. Now, the only thing that could keep them out of the playoff is for TCU, who did win last night, to continue winning. If TCU continues winning, I don't think USC can slide in there. But if TCU has oh, any hiccup, either in the regular season or the Big 12 championship game, and USC can win out, especially against Oregon. It could be uh it could be a sad day for the Oklahoma Sooners just watching um USC go. I mean, hopefully it was the same thing, they just get their butts kicked in the playoff again, but who the heck knows? Caleb Williams is a pretty good guy, pretty good quarterback, not a great guy. Uh LSU beats Arkansas 13 to 10. Let this be a lesson to the listeners of the Boomer Bebo podcast. Do not listen to John's take on the spread. I thought there was no way Arkansas was going to cover the three and a half, and they did. But LSU, do, LSU does win on the road, which, let's face it, it's November. You just get a win. They get a win, and they secure a berth in the SEC championship game, which is fantastic yeah. for Brian Kelly in his first year.
1: Yeah, I mean, to come in and win the SEC East his first year in a with, division with Alabama.
0: With wins over Alabama and Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, it's outstanding.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it's incredible. And we talked about recruiting, right? We talked about recruiting a lot. Harold Perkins, true freshman, linebacker for LSU, chose LSU over Texas and Texas A&M. Four sacks yesterday. He oh, he was all over the field. He, had he four was all over Yeah. Uh, he looks like Mic- Micah Parsons out there.
0: Uh, no, it was – it was uh, you know, it, I don't know how impressive the win was. But, again, it doesn't – at this point, you're just winning. You're just winning, yeah. And they won. Yeah. And and all credit to their – all credit to the LSU Tigers. Alabama beats Ole Miss 30-24. to 24. This is another example of coaches that I don't understand where they're coming from, Kevin. Quinn Sean Judkins is a freshman running back. And this kid's a stud, okay? 25 carries, 135 yards for Ole Miss. He was – unst- un- how many touchdowns? Two. Two touchdowns. You're right. He was unstoppable on the final drive. Ole Miss gets it back. They they hold Alabama to a field goal. It's 30-24. To Touchdown wins the game. They – they get the ball back with like two minutes and 30 seconds, plenty of time. Quinshawn Johnson has runs for 35 yards and 14 yards on the final drive. Okay. Gets them to first and 10 at the Bama 14. First and 10 at the Bama 14 with 2.23 left. So you are talking plenty of time. The playbook is wide open. And Quinshawn Judkins doesn't touch. The ball. And instead, you have Jackson Dart, who is a fine quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. All right, he's a, he's fine. He's good. I mean, what? I mean, they're a good offensive team. It doesn't matter. This kid was running all over Alabama. They were tired, and he was right up the middle too. He was gashing him right up the middle, and he doesn't touch the ball in the final four plays. They lose it. They go out on downs fourth, and like had to do like a fourth and sixteen desperation throw into the end zone. I just don't understand. Lane Kiffin is one of the best offensive minds in college football. What is wrong with these guys, Kevin, that they just make these decisions to completely go away with what's working?
1: I, mean, I have no idea. They just can't get out of their own way. They I cannot understand that, it. Hey, this is working. This is working. This is working. Let's do something else. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it and you've got logic.
0: And it's not like you don't have Nick Saban on the other side of the, uh, of the field who is prepared for anything. But it doesn't. I, I don't know. It Ole Miss. You had a chance when you have a chance to beat Bama. When Bama is down, you have mm-hmm. to. You have to beat Bama. You were still. You were still in the in the and you were still in line for to be at least have a shot at the SEC uh, West mm-hmm. because LSU was going to play A and M, which I don't. I mean, that wasn't going to happen. But right, is that LSU A and M? Is that who's left? Yeah. AM's six straight losses for AM. AM, you suck. Jimbo Fisher sucks. Congratulations on nine years left on a $95 million contract. But anyway, you still had everything in front of you. And I just, it, when you when a coach takes it out of the hands of the best player on the field that day, it just baffles me. It baffles me.
1: More yeah, on that to come, by the way.
0: Yeah, that is a theme that will stick with us. Clemson handles Louisville 31 16. Although, the, the score looks good. You you lay, it lay, you go lay, 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 lay. just you still lay-ley. he's still yeah. underwhelming. You know, it just I don't know. I can't imagine them getting to a, a playoff and doing anything in the events they were able to backdoor in.
1: Yeah, we
0: neither. neither. Um K-State rolls against Baylor 31 to 3 in a bounce back win after losing to Texas last week. Will Howard throws for three touchdowns? Makes you wonder. If the right decision was made to play Adrian Martinez against Texas, we'll never know. Yeah. But Will Howard looking strong in relief again for Kansas State. I think with that win, Kevin, it pretty much secures a TCU-K-State um, uh, matchup in the Big 12 championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, they would have to lose to either West Virginia or Kansas. You know? And
0: because I don't T- see that happening. TCU can lose both games, right? I mean, they can lose. Oh, yeah. They're, they
1: can, yeah, they're, 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 they're in no matter what.
0: K-State, last night. K-State just has to win one of the final two, I think. Yes? No? Maybe?
1: Um. Well, they're 5-2. No, I think they have to win because if they – I think if they lose one – and if they finish with three losses, and if Texas finishes with three losses... Okay, so Texas is still... Texas has a tiebreaker. You're still barely breathing. Yeah, they're not, right? yeah, they're not dead yet, but they're yeah. certainly on live support.
0: Uh, Notre Dame holds off holds off a 19-point rally from Navy. I told you that was going to be a close game, but uh, there were some offensive fireworks,
1: which, again, I did not predict. I said t- take the under, and I was wrong. Uh, yeah, the second half, I mean, 19-0, uh, Notre Dame without scored. Which bit, is just uh, Texas style, right there.
0: Yeah, but they hold on. They hold on to get the win. Ooh, Florida, yeah. Florida win. State rolls. Kentucky, in shocking fashion, drops to Vanderbilt. I think that's the first loss to Vanderbilt in so many years. I don't really know. John and Kevin, we went two and one. So you improved to seventeen and eighteen, and I improved to fifteen and twenty. Um. Even that winning record was the only thing I won on Saturday. I don't even know where to go from here. Sometimes people find themselves at a crossroads, Kevin, after devastating trauma occurs in their life, like losing to West Virginia on the road or getting beat at home against TCU. Some people would equate that to a large insurance loss. Um, I don't want to minimize a large insurance loss, but at the same time, I also don't want to minimize a loss by our football teams. Um. When you have a large insurance loss, please call Brown O'Hare for 405-735-5510. They adjust claims for the insured, not the insurance company. Um, When you're feeling like Kevin and I do and you have no idea which direction to go in because you can't even explain the ineptitude of what's happening in front of you, that's often the feelings that you have after a large loss. What's the next steps? What do I do? You need somebody with the same brain that has been in this situation before that's Brown O'Haver. They've they've adjusted claims in Oklahoma since 2006 nationwide since 1988. Call Brown O'Haver 405-735-5510. Let them work for you, not the insurance company. We are going to start Kevin with the Texas Longhorns. This game was set up to bring Texas back. Um. before we even talk about the game, listen, winning has perks. Okay. Now I know you lost the game, but getting to this game and playing a top tier opponent gives you perks that Oklahoma fan has taken for granted for 20 years. And that is getting to play on a primetime stage on ABC with an A team crew and not being stuck at 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1 with I don't even know what to describe that broadcast. Uh, Herbie was there. Chris Fowler was there. The Bear was there. It was Saturday night. And I got to tell you, the scene in Austin was fantastic. Whatever happened on the field had nothing to do with what was happening in the stands. Your team's fans freaking
1: brought it. Yeah, man, it was a it was a very, uh, a very loud atmosphere. Like you said, the fans were there; they were loud. They were there early, all day, rocking. We had a ton of recruits, man, from all over the country. Arch was in the house. We had five stars and four stars there, and man, you want to talk about blowing an opportunity, right? On a day where Oklahoma lost, Texas A&M lost, you had a, another opportunity to separate yourselves from them. In recruiting and just on the field, and you want to talk about blowing a massive, massive opportunity, man. It was incredibly frustrating.
0: Um, Kevin, I can throw some stats out at you, or you can take it away. What would you would you like to respond to my stats, or do you have some initial thoughts of your own that you no, are I, dying I, I, to I've get to, thoughts, man? I, All right, dude, thoughts. take it, take it, take it. All
1: right. First and foremost, I mean the Texas defense was incredible yesterday. That was a championship effort from that side of the football. I mean, TCU could not handle them at all. I Five tweeted out, on go ahead.
0: I, t- I tweeted out in the middle of the second quarter that those two schools' defensive game plan, scheme, talent, and mentality was so far removed from anything else that I've seen out of like an Oklahoma team this year. Both TCU and Texas just looked fantastic on the defensive side of the ball. Y'all were, especially Texas in the first half, flying around. It was really, really impressive and just something we haven't seen very much of in this league in a very long time.
1: No, not at all. I I was very impressed. I mean, the tackles for loss, like you said, it was a 14 they had. Yep in the game five sacks on max duggan holding TCU they average 43 points a game you hold them to 17 points and you know you lose and it really wasn't even close so no the makes only, it very very frustrating the only touchdown defensive
0: touchdown. I was about to say the only touchdown you scored was your defense your defense scored the only touchdown and kept it a ball game at least kept it within reach but when TCU got up 17 to three I can't imagine oh, you, you had defense. much hope the game was
1: no, over. No, the game was over at that point. I mean, there was nothing from that offensive performance that made you believe that they were going to go down and put themselves in a position to come back and win that game. Um, uh, Sark, I mean, it's got to be his worst performance as a coordinator at Texas, as a play caller. I mean, I don't know what the game plan was, but running the ball only 12 times with B. John Robinson and throwing the ball 39 times with Quinn Ewers is completely unacceptable and inexcusable, right? I can see if we're down by 20 and you just have to throw the ball and get the ball down the field to come back. It wasn't like that. It was a three-point no. game. Here. It was a 10-point game. And with both of those, you still have the opportunity to run the ball, 12 carries. And why are get they it. running to the right every time? Do you notice that? Get every play, they're just running the same play.
0: TCU was in the exact same position you were, all were in. The exact same position. The game, the game is exactly 0-0, 3-0. The, the, nothing had changed for either team. Even that, the, the, the field goal, it was barely, you know, it was, a, I mean, and yet they committed to the run. They stayed with the run because all you need in a 3-0 game on either side is to break one play. Yeah. You break one play, and that's what Keandre Miller did when he went for 75 in a score. He, did he mm-hmm. score on that play, the 75-yard player, or did he, did he just get yeah. down there? He's yeah. a
1: great running back, and I said it in the oh. preview episode. This okay. guy's really good. He reminds but, me of Deontay Foreman.
0: But but but, but Bijan has that same ability. Roshan has that same ability. Like, you yeah. just need one home run. And, and the home run probability – of Bijan or Roshan versus Quinn Ewers, especially over the last four weeks since the OU game, it's not even close. Put no. the ball in their hands. What is he doing?
1: Yes, what he's showing is that he trusts this freshman quarterback more than he trusts the best running back in college football. That's that's what he's saying. I, For some reason, I believe in you to make things happen more than I do B. John Rob- Robinson, who's one of the best running backs in the history of the University of Texas.
0: B. John Robinson ran for two hundred and twenty-six yards last week.
1: Uh, I think like two hundred and like two hundred and eight yards, something like Okay, that. give or take.
0: He broke two hundred yards last week against a very yeah. against a very good defense on the on the. And you let him run twelve times. It, it's incongruous, it, Kevin. First of all, there's a large part of me, not a small part of me, a large part of me that makes me smile on the inside because that is just classic Texas ineptitude. You know what I mean? It's its yeah. like what you used to talk about with Tom Herman, right? That Tom Herman would have three receivers that are making plays and he'd do a wholesale line change on three receivers and bring in three dudes that you didn't even know who their names were. I mean, right. you have B. John Robinson. You have B. John Robinson and you give him the ball 12 times. It doesn't even make sense. I I can't even fathom it. And yet, you look on the other side, okay? And Keandre Miller, very good running back. You trust him 21 times. Uh, DeMarcado, 11 carries for 65 yards, 5.9 yards a carry. Again, y'all were playing lights out defensively, but TCU was patient. They didn't make the mistake. They ran the the ball. They they were willing to play field position, and y'all weren't. It didn't make any sense to me.
1: Here's a problem. This was a problem from, from the jump, right? As good as Texas was playing defensively, their offense was so inept, they kept having these quick three-and-out drives. At halftime, I took a picture of this or a screenshot of this last night of the, uh, of the stat sheet. This was at halftime. The time of possession stat, TCU had the ball for 19 minutes and, like, 58 seconds. Two-to-one time of possession. I don't care who your defense is, who you have on defense— your defense is going to wear down if they're continually on the field yeah. for that long, right? You can't, you can only take so much. 19 minutes and 53 seconds for TCU, 10 minutes and seven seconds for Texas. That's just in the first half. Yeah. They wore out eventually, right? It was a championship effort and it just ended up being wasted.
0: Well, and I would make the argument they didn't even necessarily wear out. They gave up one big play. And yeah. once that one big play was there, I mean, I, I, I don't know this concept that Quinn is special. Uh, do I think he can get there? I, I don't know because yesterday was an opportunity. But I'll tell you this, dude: Xavier Worthy didn't help him out. The tight end yeah. didn't. The no. tight end didn't help him out. Whittington had a pretty good game.
1: All yes, things considered, they to throw him the ball. They didn't even oh. throw, uh, target him until. But as much as you, quarter. I think Quinn deserves plenty of the blame. I first of all, if we got to
0: blame. Uh, a blame hierarchy for Texas is lost. It starts with Sarkeesian. Like, I I don't know what that guy's doing. So you've got Sarkeesian at the top and then you got Quinn Ewers, but then very close behind Ewers is Worthy and Sanders because they just did not make plays for them.
1: Yeah. Catch the ball, man. Catch the ball and keep the
0: chains moving. Like there were some opportunities there to at least keep the chains moving, help that time of possession, keep your defense off the field. None of that happened. You can't complain. I don't think you can complain anything defensively about your team. I thought no, they played have, as good no as they played. That's as good as Texas has played defensively, and I can't even tell you when. Oh, I mean,
1: yeah, maybe a decade?
0: Yeah. for yeah. I mean, yes, you shut out OU. Okay, congratulations. OU had, yeah, we, were, that, we were running a tight yeah. end at quarterback. Like, I don't even, whatever. This is the best defensive effort y'all've had in 10 or 15 years. It was fantastic. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. And all yeah, for naught the kind of pressure that we got, we hadn't been able to really get pressure all season, especially from the edge. We've been able to get interior pressure from the defensive line, but edge pressure, Baron Terrell with one and a half sacks.
0: Was he 88? Is he, he 88?
1: Looked, yeah, correct.
0: Oh boy. He looked good.
1: He did. Obia Gofu, the other edge player did a really good job against the run. Again, they couldn't go up the middle against us. Um, it was horrible. He was really bad. He didn't turn the ball over, but he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything, nineteen or twenty-nine. He was shaken uh, from the pressure. Yes. Again, all he didn't do was not turn the ball over. Yeah, Yeah, but he couldn't. He and he couldn't.
0: You know what was what was interesting about Texas's pocket too, uh, that they were creating uh, on the from a defensive perspective is they were rushing him. Okay, and this is what I'm going to compare it to what Oklahoma doesn't do. All right, they were rushing. And containing Duggan, right? So they weren't yeah. just rushing and over rushing up the field and leaving big lanes to run in, but they were they were putting pressure on Duggan and giving him nowhere to go. There was nowhere to like go. Yeah. every time Oklahoma would do that against Duggan. I mean, they're just creating they they rush up the field and create these running lanes that you and I could run through. That was not the case last night. I mean, he did not have anywhere to go from an escape perspective. He had nowhere to go from throwing it. It was a a brilliant Texas defensive game plan. But let me challenge you this on this one. I mean, I'm sure this isn't a challenge. I've seen Twitter. What in the world were y'all doing on special teams? I understand one punt block attempt. I get it. But trying to keep blocking the punt, Sonny Dykes, listen, that guy is an old school coach, and he worked those referees on that sideline all night long. And when he finally got that punt call, that uh, roughing the um, punter call, I don't think the guy even touched him, and if he did, it was barely. But it was because Texas had kept trying to rush the punter, and it didn't make yeah. sense.
1: Like at this point, just just take the punt. I think everybody knew as soon as it happened, like that was not the time to go after it. It wasn't no. the time. No, no. Yeah. You, I get the first point, one. Yeah, I get the first one going after it, and they might have got away with the roughing there. They hit him pretty hard the first time. The second time. Yeah, that they finally got the call. I mean, he rarely touched him, if he touched him at all. But again, that's your fault for keep keeping going after him. What are you doing? So it wasn't saying, necessary at that moment.
0: They, you know, Herb Street and Fowler kept saying that Texas must have seen something on film that that encouraged them to rush the punter. All I saw in like the five or six pun attempts that that guy had was a very savvy punter. I mean, you. you I'm sure Texas fan hates to hear this, but a very savvy punter yeah. that knew exactly to, exactly to do after he do. Yeah. punt and fall down, punt and fall down, punt and fall down, flag. You know, make and
1: a, yeah, make the ref make a decision here, yeah.
0: and he did it. Right. And so whatever Texas did see on film, if that was what motivated y'all to do it, uh, they didn't. It didn't happen. And but I still contend it's this kind of, it's these coaches, and we talk about this with coaches all the time. It's these coaches that. Feel like something has to happen. Now, I guess you could make the argument that at least he's trying to make something happen. <sighs> make something happen with your running back. Make yeah, something it's, happen it's, with his... With, yeah, make something happen with Roshan Johnson. Make something happen with Xavier Worthy. Put your quarterback in a position to make a good play. Make something happen on the offensive end. What in the heck are you doing continuing to rush the, the putter... And getting your ass beat. It just didn't make any sense.
1: Exactly. And then also with the offense. First of all, real quick, real quick,
0: real quick. I cannot even understand the emotions that my body is having right now that I am so frustrated with how Sarkeesian called the game. It's got to be like a version of Stockholm Syndrome where I'm on this podcast and I'm somehow captive by the Texas team and I find myself in some sick way rooting for him. I am happy TCU won the game. I am glad that Sarkeesian made bad decisions. But a, just as a football fan, the more like I pay football. attention to your team, the more I pay attention to your team, the more frustrated I get with the decisions y'all make. It's it's mind-boggling.
1: Listen, this is a roster right now. The way that this team is set up, this they should be, what, 9-1, uh, 8-2 at worst. You're losing games you have no business losing. Look, with this offense, right, what is up with these downfield shots? With you, Quinn. Should,
0: you should. They're not working. You should have beat Texas Tech and you should have beat Oklahoma State. Correct. Um, I'm it not would make them eight and two. I don't think you should have beaten Bama. Although, as the game played out, you probably should have beaten Bama. Um, and then last night's game, I don't know. TCU is the number four team in the country. They they came in. They they stuck to a game plan. Uh, they ran the ball really well and played good defense. So
1: yeah. I just think it, that would make them eight and two. That would literally make them eight and two. I think you're. I think you're eight and two. Mm-hmm. These downfield shots, man, they're not working. Why does he keep calling them? Again, you have – Because because Quinn is
0: special. That's what we've said all year, right? Quinn is special.
1: When when Quinn gets hit early – He's not special? He just becomes – Yeah. Not not special. For the rest of the game, right? He's jittery in the pocket. His footwork is horrible. He consistently throws off his back foot. I mean, he's so generous in the pocket. He's slipping down. He's dropping the ball with nobody in his face at all. Um, The guy just isn't ready to go right now. Personally.
0: Hold on just a second. Let me me ask you. Hold on. I I know where you're going with this, and I'm going to ask. So in the Oklahoma State game, you advocated live, not in retrospect, live to to, to, to put Hudson Card in. I noticed that midway through the second quarter, after Ewers only had like one completion through an entire quarter and four minutes of football. Uh, Texas Twitter was starting to ask should we put card in were you wanting to see Hudson
1: card yes i was wow Again, wow listen if quinn is just not getting it done right now right? you spark you got to get a spark you, a Regardless spark. Of his ceiling, you know yeah. listen he's got t- he's got incredible arm talent right he can just make throws that most people can't make we know that like this is you can't argue this But he's just not there as an overall quarterback yet. He doesn't look comfortable in the system. His mechanics are horrible. That's why he sails throws because he's not throwing from a set base, right? He's leaning back. He's throwing from almost falling over a lot of times for no reason. And again, I think he can be great, but he's not there yet. Hudson Card at least won't lose the game for you. You didn't need miracles yesterday. You just need a consistent quarterback play, someone who can just make the throw. Well, but again, this comes back to Sark. I talk about this. Real quick, real what quick. quick. To, no, no, no. I think you make
0: an interesting point, and I want to I I interject right there at that point because you talk about Card not losing the game for you. Here's the situation, right? If Sark pulls yours in the second quarter or maybe even to start the second half, you know what it does? It forces him to hand the ball off. It forces yeah. him to hand the ball off. All of a sudden, he can, he's not counting on Quinn Ewers' arm, which hasn't been good. I don't know where he's pulling this, this historical data that Quinn Ewers is suddenly going to be a good thrower. He's not there yet. You pull him, you put card in, and you go, God, I got card in here. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do, so I'm just going to run the ball. And you yeah. know what? That's probably a better situation than what you put yourself in last night. Correct.
1: Correct. Yes,
0: uh, uh final thoughts
1: on this game well again it just it's a blown opportunity man it is just that's what I keep getting at it's a blown opportunity again look TCU ranked number four in the country right they could be on their way to the playoff and good for them but again when you have a defensive performance like that and as Sarkeesian you're the offensive guru that's why you were brought in here right because I think we saw what Lincoln Riley was doing up there And said, okay, we want something like this. You bring in this guy, and right now he is going backwards, right? His his game planning, his play calling, it's just been brutal. Six quarters without an offensive touchdown with these weapons that you have. You have Bijan Robinson, you have Xavier Worthy, you have Jatavian Sanders, you have Jordan Whittington, Roshon Johnson. You get zero touchdowns, Roshon Johnson, zero touchdowns in six quarters. It's completely inexcusable. And we made a TCU defense that was ranked in the 90s. The 90s in total defense looked like the 2011 Alabama defense. Those dudes were flying the around the uh, defense. They were flying around. It's they, crazy, they but y'all were it's the crazy.
0: better defense. Y'all were still the better defense.
1: I agree. You, you yeah. made
0: TCU look good, but y'all the, even the stats bear it out. Y'all were a better defense. 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, 14,
1: five sacks, and a touchdown.
0: It's cra- and a touchdown. It's crazy. It, it's just it's. uh, uh The, the the, the loss falls solely on Sarkisian. You now fall under Sarkisian to 11 and 11. You're speaking open, speaking of mediocre and 500 coaching records, let's go take a look at the Oklahoma Sooners versus West Virginia. Kevin, um, this was another game that I had to listen to, on, or I should say got to, had to, I don't know even really what the – Verb is to describe what I did yesterday to this OU game. But we had a soccer game, 12 o'clock. So I am listening to it on the radio. Um, And then I went back and watched it today, this morning. We outperformed West Virginia in every statistical category, except the scoreboard. Eric Gray ran for 211 yards, 8.4 yards a carry and two touchdowns. We have joked about my thoughts on Eric Gray at the beginning. I I want to seriously say now, I was wrong. Eric Gray has been an absolute stud, best player on the field for us. You got to give him the ball. And I don't care. I don't think 25 carries was enough. Give him the ball. It was crappy conditions. It was raining. It's cold. Look miserable out there. men's. The stat line doesn't look bad. Four catches for 98 yards. But he had a big drop, a couple of little drops. It just – when he's on the road, he's a different player. And the longer the season goes, the more it validates him not being a Big 12 conference player – Big 12 conference – all Big 12 conference wide receiver. Because he's not the same player on the road. He doesn't create the separation – and when he does create the separation, you're, you're not guaranteed to get a catch from him, and that is shocking to say. Because at the beginning of the season, he was at the beginning of the season, he was the consensus best player on Oklahoma's team, best player on the team, and he's been anything but. Um, only three other receivers had receptions, meaning Willis, Braden Willis, Stephen Parker. Anybody else we have? Nobody else caught any balls.
1: Sounds familiar.
0: You weren't going to catch it. Had three. You weren't going to catch a ton in these in these conditions. Defensively, Stutzman. We didn't talk a lot about this uh, in the pre in the pregame uh, in the preview episode. Stutzman, much maligned over comments he made about shutting out Brent Venables and kind of not paying attention to him. I didn't talk about it a lot because I kind of feel like it was just a kid not understanding how to answer a question. He showed up. 14 tackles, half a sack, half a tackle for loss and an interception. You know, if the kid needed to get motivated, he did. This is not on Stutzman. Deshaun White, 11 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Special teams, on the other hand, really let us down. Two missed field goals. We'll talk about the situation that got us into that 54 and 46 yards. We allowed a 42-yard kickoff return with a minute to go in the first half. Which put them at the 50 yard line and allowed them to march very quickly down and score when we had a lot of momentum. And then, um, but we did recover and return a failed extra point. Uh, We forced your number one overall draft pick, uh, JT Daniels, out of the game uh, for Garrett Green, backup quarterback. Did not have a great day throwing, but again, it talked about those lanes where we rushed the quarterback. And, but we let him get away. He had 14 carries for 119 yards, and he only played about half the game. Two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, two touchdowns, yeah.
0: West Virginia, four for five on fourth down from all over the field, just like we saw against Baylor. The analytics against Oklahoma must be one big sheet of green where any fourth down is a go because they do not respect our defense. They do not respect our offense. Nobody does. This is West Virginia. Let's be very clear. I, I've, I've, I, I said this uh, yesterday. All our other losses, okay, had in air quotes, excuses. You can make an excuse for every other loss. Kansas State, obviously a good team. They're going to make the Big 12. They got an experienced quarterback, da yada da Okay, whatever. TCU, number 14 in the country. Oh, okay, we were going to lose that game. That was on the road. Texas didn't have a quarterback. Texas is not bad, but we didn't have a quarterback. Okay, that's a loss. Baylor, uh, well, they're a good defense. We had three interceptions. Now we're on the lost five, Kevin, and it's freaking West Virginia. There's just no reason. Yeah. So you beat them statistically and all of this stuff. Your, your rushing your game has over 200 yards. Uh, all these things happen, and yet you still find a way to lose the game. It's unbelievable. And let me just, let me just make one more comment. Here's the story of the game. Here's the problem. When you play games that are in crappy conditions and nobody wants to be there and it's rain and it's wet and it's cold and you're literally playing for pride, okay? Both schools. It'll come down to who's going to make the plays and who's not. On OU's last drive, okay? Eric Gray runs for, are you ready? Five yards, five yards, six yards, and 24 yards. I'm sorry. He's got 211 yards on the day. He only has 25 carries. You can't take the kid out. No. I guarantee you he didn't tap his head telling him to come out. I guarantee yeah. that. That dude, in fact, there was a point in the game yesterday where I was listening to it on the, uh, on the broadcast, on the radio broadcast, where he something was wrong with his helmet, and he stole Javante Barnes' helmet, put it on, and went in for three plays. This kid was not tired. Okay? Yeah. five, five, six, and and 24 and you put him out and you put Javante Barnes in, who runs for two yards and five yards, creating a third and three where you put Eric Gray back in and he has no game. I'm sorry. Why are you taking the ball out of his hands? They haven't stopped yeah. him. Kevin, because they haven't stopped him.
1: They weren't going to either.
0: No. God, no. Mm-hmm. So you stop him. Now you're faced with a third and – you're faced with fourth and three. Our kicker has been pretty good all year.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I don't know. We've talked a lot about analytics in this episode. I don't know if you're supposed to go for it or not. I don't know that I go for it or not. I'm not questioning it, but what happened was he missed. I don't know if you go for it on fourth and three or not. I know previous to that, you don't take the ball out of Eric Gray's hands. I know that. So if the mistake was made, it was made on first down, when you took the ball out of Eric Gray's hands and put Javante Barnes in. Okay? Yeah you got one more drive left. You're not saving him for anything. You're not saving him for anything. It's not like he had 40 carries and he's like limping and hurt and concussion-like. No, the kid is as fresh as he was at the beginning of the game. Whatever. So then we miss it. They take over with six minutes and 24 seconds. Six minutes and 24 seconds left. And you're telling me West Virginia is not going to give the ball up. They're going to go for 15 plays for 65 yards. And get a chip shot game-winning field goal.
1: I, I don't even have that, I don't even have an explanation. Yeah, yeah. It was all the same thing, right? It was just a little ding a dunk pass in the quarterback run. And you couldn't stop it. I mean, this guy's breaking tackles. He's falling forward, <sighs> dragging guys for three, four extra yards, getting first downs, forcing you to use your timeouts. Then he gets a first down after you. you Listen. This is basically the existence of Texas the last decade. You know, finding ways to lose games in the in the conference, just yeah. like that. I mean, it's still their existence even this year. But yeah, just finding ways to lose. Like Oklahoma State game was like that.
0: I mean, it, it is. Um, it's unbelievable, really. That, and I saw somebody say last year we won seven games by one score or whatever the statistic was, and we got lucky. So this year it's turning around on us. I think that is crap. This is West Virginia. They're a bad team. They're a bad team. Yeah. And you make a mis- You make mistakes like um, you make mistakes like allowing a fifty-yard kickoff return to end a half. You make mistakes like missing field goals. Um, and then you just simply can't stop a backup quarterback for running 114 yards on you. You're going to lose the game. And then you don't put the ball in the best hand. It's the same thing we talked about with Texas, although to
1: maybe a lesser degree because he did have 211 yards. And he's got 25. But it's
0: it's the same thing we're talking about with with Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin and Levy must be the same person. Like, oh, well, I mean, surely they're going to stop Eric Gray on the next one. No, Jeff Levy, they're not. They're not going to stop him. And if they stop him, so be it. At least they stopped our best player. But you're throwing out a true freshman running back. Who's fine. He's fine. He's Straight going to be a good road. running back. He's going to be – but you – you, what are you doing? You it's the equivalent of a basketball game, and you've got Trey Young, and you take him out of – he's made three threes in a row, and you take him out of the game. And you say, oh, well, I mean, we don't want Trey Young. Trey Young's arm's getting tired. Guess what? Trey Young's arm doesn't get tired, and Eric Gray doesn't get tired running the ball 25 times. It's it's asinine. And we deserve to lose the game, and we deserve to be 5 and 5 And look – I don't know what what are we talking about? Are we upset about Brent Venables? Blah blah blah. I don't know. I I don't even today this morning. I don't even know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling about a hire or what I'm feeling about what our chances are next year. But in this moment, having lost to West Virginia, I I just feel terrible. I feel horrible. It's a terrible feeling, and it's terrible. And we simply are not a very good football team. And when that realization hits you and you're out of excuses, except to say you're not any good, that's a bad place to be.
1: Trust me, I know the feeling. Yeah, no, you're you do. The here. Yeah.
0: So there you go. That's my final thoughts. I don't know. What else? Did I miss anything? Because I don't know. I just went on a fifty. 50- Sorry to take all your no, time no on that. but
1: Listen, it's just one of those things, right? I mean, it's a game you should win. It's a game you played well enough to win and you just find a way to lose. Again, I've lived this for the last decade. Um, fourth and three, do you go for it? Or do you kick it? Uh, where was it at again?
0: Like, uh, it ended up to being a 46-yard kick, so...
1: No, I would go for that because it's a long field goal and the conditions were horrible.
0: You would have gone for it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I trust my offense more than a kicker in that situation. The conditions were horrible. Yeah.
0: I- I'm not... You don't hear me just, just ripping the kicker. His other miss was from 54. Yeah,
1: no. No, I'm not mad at the kicker. I mean, that's, that's a tough field. 46 yards is a long kick on the road in those kind of weather conditions. It was cold and it was windy. And the ball's wet and, and heavy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm not on the kicker. I, I mean, to Brent Venables makes that, you know, he's like, hey, this kid's made a lot of kicks for us. I didn't trust our offense. If that was his thought pattern, okay. And the kid ripped it. Like he hit it. Did you see it? He hit it yeah, halfway it up the goalpost. Yeah. yeah. So, so he had good contact on it. It should have made it right. Maybe he should have made it. I don't know. I'm not mad at him, but he should have made it. Again, I contend when you break it all down and you get to the story of this game, it's taking Eric Gray out of that point in the game. I just don't, I, somebody please tell me how that makes sense. Somebody please say, well, I mean, John, after, I mean, these guys, they, they can only go for four plays or no, don't even give it to me. I can't even imagine that for a second. It is. <sighs> All right. Yeah, Eric go.
1: Gray is a tough guy, right? And he wants to win. So look, I, I,
0: I was wrong about Eric Gray. A lot of people were wrong about Eric Gray. He has demonstrated that he is an elite running back. I don't know what his yards are now, but they're very close to Bijan's, right? Well, especially after last um, night. I don't know what they were going in the game, but he, he needed a hundred to break a thousand and he got 200. So he's like at 1100 yards rushing.
1: Yeah. He's at um, 1113 yards to go with 10 touchdowns. And what's Bijan at? Uh, Bijan. 12 something. Well, after last night, I mean, 29 yards rushing on 12 carries. Um, And again, we kept running one thing on that one. We kept running to the, uh, Right side of the field, which is the weakness of the offensive line, too. It just doesn't make any sense. He's at 1,158 yards.
0: That's I mean, think about that just for a second. Just yeah. I mean, from a look, I'm not even saying Eric Gray is as good as Bijan, but statistically, statistically, he's showing that he can be a very effective yeah, I mean, running back, an elite running back.
1: Here's the difference though. Here's the difference between the two. 6.7 yards a carry for Eric Gray. 6.7. Yeah, Bijan's at 5.7. Yeah. So he averages a full yard more. Yeah, he's than, he's, um, he's he's like Bejons 18. He's,
0: he's like really 18, great. he's 18 percent more effective on every run. Um and I, I I mean I think I think that we I think the argument could be made and is probably true that Sarkeesian is what is keeping B. John Robinson from having an even better year. But absolutely, but it doesn't matter. I mean Eric Gray, you, you don't. It's the same thing with Bijan. If y'all were in this same situation, you know, you know, I would be just as upset if they took the ball out of Bijan's hands. Of course. Just like they did at Ole Miss. What are you doing taking it out of Judkin's hands? He was the best player on the field for you. Let him let the kid go win the game.
1: Yes, you live and die by your best players. Oh, look, this goes back to 2018
0: Rose Bowl or 17 Rose Bowl, where you take the ball out of uh, uh Rodney Anderson's hands. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Do not take the, the ball kids, out of that kid's hands. Best on the oh, man, we're a long way away from the Rose Bowl, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have been in Texas and been in the Rose Bowl since 2009. So.
0: Does OU, uh, do we get bowl eligible?
1: Well, listen, Oklahoma State had a bit of a bounce back performance, right? The offense still isn't right. They beat, Oklahoma, uh, they beat Iowa State yesterday. So they're still playing and they're still playing hard, right? It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. Spencer Sanders played. Um, he came off the bench, played well. So I don't know what his status is. If he plays, it's going to be tough. Man,
0: listen, we talked about this, right? A lot about getting motivation to play West Virginia, like the environment and the weather and 11 a.m. kick and all of this. Yeah. I think we'll get up for Oklahoma State. I don't know. We'll talk yeah, about the preview. I haven't even thought about it. My game State.
1: on ABC, by the way.
0: Is it? Well, thank the good Lord for that. Yeah. So I think we'll get up for that game. And I think, yeah. I don't know what will happen. I haven't even thought about it, really. I haven't even thought about it. But, like, I think about if we lose, getting up to play Texas Tech and Lubbock at 11 a.m. on November 26th or whatever. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine okay. the lack of motivation that
1: team might have. And you know, Tech gets up for everybody, right? Like that's one thing about them. Well, so, yeah, you know, because like, it, it,
0: it, it, all Tech, tech has game. to all Tech has to play for is the game in front of them, right? Because they're not going to do yeah. anything else, so they can get up for each individual game. But schools like Oklahoma, and it's because we're spoiled babies, I guess. I don't know, but once we're down a couple of games, it's really hard to get up. And heck, it would have been hard to get up for a Texas Tech game if you were nine and one going into Tech. You know what I mean? Like. No. Tech sucks. Sucks to go play at Lubbock. So I don't even want to. Th- we better. My point is, I think we better beat Oklahoma State. I think we better beat Oklahoma State if we want to go. If we want to go to the out to the Gator Bowl or whatever random you know weed eater bowl or some crappy yeah, bowl like Texas that. Bowl. Yeah. Oh god, can you imagine Fort Worth in December? Bleah.
1: You're right. That's where it's gonna be. We, we're wasting. We're wasting a season, man. I don't even want to look at bowl projections.
0: You know, it sucks because for years, you know, an OU fan was always looking at bowl projections on Sunday. Always. Yeah. Like, Where do they think we're at? Do they think we have a chance? Oh, they have no respect for us. Oh, my gosh. They don't even know. Oh. And I remember telling people for years, year, we're fine. Oklahoma's fine. One loss, Oklahoma always makes the playoff. And they do. One loss, Oklahoma always makes the playoff. So it would just be like this, you know, Sunday morning, just, you know, where are we at? Where does everybody think we're at? Now it's like, I don't even want to watch it's hard for me to do this podcast, and I love doing this podcast. It's been one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. We've had great responses from people. I'm glad we're getting to do it. I enjoy doing it with you, but my God, five and five is very, very frustrating.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we were five and seven last year. Thought of this year as a great opportunity, and they're just really blowing it, especially with OU being down, right? With OU being down, Texas had a great chance, and Baylor and down, down too this year, and Baylor yeah. down
0: too. Yeah.
1: Exactly, you had a chance to do something, and you're just wasting the opportunities. It's, you know, you guys won't be down forever. You know, I don't so think you're just wasting, wasting opportunities, I, I, man.
0: I don't think we're going to be down forever. I think you know we get a cut. We get a good recruiting class. We're still number seven in the country in recruiting. I think things are going to work out. But
1: yeah, man, we we're in. You it. see what LSU is doing, right, in their first year with Brian Kelly's doing in year one.
0: You know the difference is from OU and LSU is that. Um, LSU didn't have an exodus of players. You know, people didn't just. Leave. No, I
1: think they did, though, man. I think Brian did they? They had a like, thirty-nine scholarship players or something. All like right, that. I could be. I'm
0: sure I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just trying man, to justify right. five and yeah. five. I'm just trying to justify five and five, just, Kevin. I get it. I'm man. trying to find any reason <laughs> to justify Look, five. I've been and
1: five. I've been justifying this kind of stuff for twelve years. Oh God, like, I get it, man.
0: Yeah. All right, we're at fifty-one <laughs> minutes. This has turned into a very morose, melancholy episode. Uh, I thought we brought some good energy at the beginning, but it's kind of tailoring off. So my call is let's end this now. Let's get to next week. I promise Kevin and I will be back. We'll be fired up and we will bring it for our weekly preview. It is Bedlam week. So if we can't get fired up for Bedlam, we are in the wrong game. Kevin Boomer.
1: welcome.